Hello and welcome to the Livestreamer Backstage Podcast. I'm Alec Johnson and this is a weekly show where I interview fellow live streamers to understand how they're using live streaming as a tool in their business and to discover the tech, the gear and the software that they use to produce great live shows. My guest today is Kirk Nugent. As an expert live stream coach and accomplished content creator, Kirk is passionate about helping small businesses, entrepreneurs and faith-based entities reach the world through live streaming. A great quote from Kirk is that there is no better way to convince potential clients of your abilities than for them to see you display them live. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. And if you want further proof of that concept, you look, uh, need look no further than the man himself. The care and attention to detail that he puts into his productions is admirable. And if you've watched his show, How It All Works, you'll know that one of the things that makes it so inspiring and motivational is the level of energy and enthusiasm that Kirk brings each and every time. This, of course, in addition to his wealth of knowledge and experience in the live video and tech space. Kirk has certainly been an inspiration to me, in particular with regard to his approach on Amazon, helping me to see that there are alternative types of show that we can stream to the platform rather than just purely selling on Amazon. Indeed, without knowing it, Kirk is partly responsible for this podcast being streamed to Amazon right now. This leads us into the broader message and indeed the title of this episode, which comes directly from Kirk's belief that corporations, no matter their size, should stop selling and start streaming and let the clients come to you. It's this philosophy that I want to dig into today, and there's so much to talk about. So without further ado, let's welcome the geek speaker preacher himself, Kirk Nugent. Hey, Kirk, how are you doing today? Hey, man, I am doing well. Wow, 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 wow. I got to just bring you on the road with me. That introduction was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, such a a pleasure to have you here. And uh, like I say, you have really been an inspiration with your whole approach to everything, the uh, the quality that you bring to everything and and the enthusiasm and passion for it too. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. It comes out of me. I, I wish I could do it differently, but this is just, you know, whenever I talk about live video, I just get so excited. So right. pumped up, man. I just, I love what you're doing in this space as well. Um, the the audience that you're building around your, these platforms that you've created is just, it's amazing. I love to see it in action. Uh, people who recognize that it's, it isn't all the highlight reel, right? It's a lot of work, but it's mm-hmm. worth the work because of the impact that you have on people's lives. And um, we just recently had you on on our show as well. And I'm excited uh, for people to be able to see some of that content. So yeah, looking forward to, to this partnership, man. Let's, let's get into it. <laughs> cool, cool. I'll leave a link to that, uh, that the, the episode that was on of your show as well. I'll leave that in the description, in the show notes as well. Absolutely. One of the things that uh, we discovered in our little chat before that and during and after that as well was uh, that we have a little bit of a sort of parallel path in in many respects in terms of our in terms of our backgrounds. So <laughs> perhaps, yes. perhaps you could start by just giving everyone a little sort of overview of your sort of background, your history, and how you actually ended up in this sort of world of live streaming and you know sort of professional background too. Absolutely, yeah. Listen, I, um, do you have an hour? No. Uh, <laughs> let me let me give you the the, the, the nickel tour. But I I am a, uh, a IT professional by trade and training. Like I'm a geek, y'all. I, I <laughs> break fix technician. I work through all of the different functions and um, um, roles that you would have in your traditional IT shop, uh, from break fix to tier one, tier two, tier three, even tier four. You know, so working on high level projects, uh, business continuity, disaster recovery, that kind of thing. Um, and, and work my way into leadership in, in technology. And, and, and when I left the technology field, I left, um, from the C-suites, I was the chief information officer and, um, 
and and a lot of what I took from that was, of course, the benefits of leadership and and some some leadership lessons along the way that I take with me into entrepreneurship and content creation as well. But the pieces that my, myself and, and Alec really resonate on is that we're 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 systems guys, right? We 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 think, live, breathe, eat, sleep systems. And um, what it, I didn't realize that this was going to be such a massive benefit um, in the content creator world. I can't tell you how many content creators, live streamers, whatever, even entrepreneurs that I come across. And it's like, have you built a system for it? No. I'm, and I'm a person where if you, if I have to do something more than twice, I'm probably going to build out a system for it. Uh, and it, it has just, it has just served me well over time. Um, but yeah, I, I left um, higher ed as, as CIO and, and decided to go full force into remote production. Um, I had done a number of things in terms of broadcast back in the day and and just always loved media and video production and all the things. Um, but of course, back then it was a, a much larger, you know, 10, 15 person team kind of a scenario. And one of the things I absolutely loved <laughs> is, is finding out that there are platforms like Ecamm and others that allow you to condense all of that into one computer and with one operator, and you can actually produce a high quality stream. Now, I probably took it to the nth degree, <laughs> as, as, as all systems people do, we go overboard. But um, I began running a show and that show quite literally became my portfolio. Um, that show what became, I mean, I had clients coming and saying, I want you to run, run a show for me. This is before I even advertised it. I was you know, open for business to run people's shows. They were like, I want you to run a show for me. And I want, um, I want it to be similar to like episode six, season one of how it all works. And I'm like, oh, uh, I still have that design. Sure. We can do that. And I would run the show for them. And, and it, it kind of clicked in my mind, like, wait a minute, there's something here, uh, in terms of discoverability, um, and, and, and credibility, when people see me live, when they see my content, when I'm teaching people on YouTube how to use these platforms, and then of course when they see me doing my show, like Alex doing right now, there's a there's a you know check boxes start you know ringing off. Huh. This person knows what they're doing. Clearly, I'm watching it. I'm I'm receiving the content right now. So, and it looks good, <laughs> right? So there's just so many different check boxes that's, that people start to check off unknowingly in their mind. Mm -hmm. And they immediately put you in a category of someone who knows what they're talking about and is credible. Um, but the other piece that is intangible and we cannot overstate it is discoverability. Um, you People can find you and there's this whole beautiful interwoven thing that happens when you have YouTube content and you have a website and you start to link back and forth between the two and you start to show up in search in ways that you never could have showed up before unless you had something that was video related. So I, I began to realize like, okay, there's, you know, those two components of uh, being able to be discovered. And then of course, you know, having these, this ability of, to go live. And I decided to test it out. I decided to test it out with a, with one of my primary clients. I said, okay, let's see what happens when we take your content and put it into a live show format and allow people to engage with you in the comments. And it went nuts. <laughs> and it, I mean, literally uh, people were in the comment section saying, how can this, I need this guy to manage. He's, he's a financial advisor. I need you to manage my money. I need you to manage my money now. How do I get a five minutes, 10, 15 minute uh, discovery call with this guy? 
And so uh, I realized like, this is, this is something that can work. Um, one of the things that my wife and I always say is people have the, the small business entrepreneurs, coaches, authors, consultants have two main issues. Um, number one, discoverability. Number two, the need to put out relevant content relevant content online. Everybody has to do it. You got to play the game to be able to play on this. You you pay the piper to play the game on the playground. And one of the best ways to put out relevant content is to do a live show. Mm -hmm. You can have content for days. And then of course that live show doubles, uh, giving you the ability to not only be discoverable, right? But also giving you that credibility. People get to know your personality. They want to work with real people and not necessarily a business or a slogan or a website. They get to know who you are. And especially if they get to a glimpse of what you do live, it's something magical that happens, man. So you know, mm-hmm. I, I know I'm supposed to be sharing a little bit about my background, but that's kind of just bringing us all the way up to current day. I, I believe that your live stream is your digital storefront because there is no greater way for people to experience what you have to offer, your service, your product, your platform, than for them to see you do it live. And, and it, there's a special sauce that happens. There's a magic that's intangible that happens. And, and I, I love when people get to chance to experience that. So I try to set up those scenarios day by day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, there's one thing you mentioned there about, you know, people seeing your personality and that sort of things come comes out on live. I think there's one part of this secret source of live is that, um, there's there's no sort of hiding there's no editing going on that you're you know just getting the absolute best possible little clips people are seeing you in your your sort of truest form as it is albeit you know we're (laughs) maybe trying our best because we're on camera but you know if something goes wrong then you know they're going to see you know how you cope with those sorts of things you know it might be little tiny thick tiny things like a little glitch in your internet or whatever it happens to be and so you you are just sort of standing there it's just as, as close to actually being with somebody sort of face to face as you can actually be i think in the the live environment and there's no sort of hiding behind anything yeah. i think in that respect you know i think one of the things that um has become evident over the course of the pandemic is that there's that these relationships that we've formed online in these spaces are real Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, especially coming out of the pandemic and getting a chance to finally start meeting some some of the people that you've met and worked with and and listened Mm -hmm. to and watched uh, for for hours on end. Um, Now, coming out of the pandemic and you get a chance to meet them in person, you're like, wait a minute, it's the real it's the same person. Like he's just as goofy and, you know, whatever they are on camera, they they are that same person. And um, something to be said for the the very deep connection that is made when somebody's watching a show and in the faith-based mm-hmm. space, I, I often say to, to, to those who, you know, do uh, church content, there is that, um, that moment when somebody's watching your, your live program on a device is actually, it can be sometimes even more personal than just being one person of a thousand mm-hmm. in a massive church auditorium. True. I mean, it feels like, the person's just talking to me yep. when I'm on my device. Whereas if I'm sitting in the, in the, in the, you know, in the, in the gathering, you know, auditorium, mm-hmm. I, I, I could just be one of thousands and I, and I don't know who they're talking to. I don't know who he was looking at at that time, but when I'm on my device, it's just, you know, me and that device. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like, man, that's, this is just for me. And so there's something that really personal that happens there that is, that um, is intangible. We can't really put our fingers on it, but it's something really personal that happens when 
people watch your content live. Like, I mean, somebody's watching me and you right now, Alec. I mean, I mean, it's just really just the two of us. You know, it's just space for the two of us on screen. It's it's a very personal scenario, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's something to be said for that. And um, I, I, one of those things where when you get it right, and 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 then right is relative, okay. But when you're able to share from a very real place, um, um, consistently uh, um, answering a question, providing some form of value, and then of course sharing your authentic, real self, mm-hmm. there there's a connection that's made that is in, undeniable. And mm-hmm. it, it absolutely trans, trans, uh, transcends the, the, the distance that we, we share or that we have between one another. Like, where, where are you right now? I mean, it's, it's amazing all that we're able to do uh, with this, this medium called live streaming. Yeah, complete opposite sides of the world. And yet, <laughs> here, right here with whoever's <laughs> watching as well. You mentioned there about you know, answering a question. That's, of course, the other thing about live streaming is that you know, people can just type in the chat and, you know, ask a question and, you know, yeah. get a response back. Um, and from a point of view of, you know, coming to a business point of view, if you are talking about mm-hmm. products and services and things like that, mm-hmm. um, it's almost like an extra layer then of, um, uh, what's the word, for, for people to be able to just sort of reassure themselves, you know, of yeah. your knowledge, yeah. your experience, if they've got a question, say, oh, okay, well, what do you think about this particular thing? You've, you've got that then, that aspect to it as well. You know, yeah, it, it's, you couldn't have said that any better. There's, there's something you you couldn't plan for it because it's not like I submitted my question ahead of time. I I just put it in the chat. The question hit me because of something you said and I typed it in. And mm-hmm. then the way you respond to it lets me know like, okay, this is your bag. This is your area of expertise. This is not something you're putting on. This is not a show. There's no way you could have prepared for my question. I just thought of it myself right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and and how you're able to handle those those moments where those questions can be can be shared and 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 you can respond. I, I had a client uh, who, when a question was an- asked, he, he literally went off script and just systematically broke down a five step plan for the answer to this person's question. And by the time he reached step four, the chat lit up with, "How do I work with this guy? How do I work with yeah. this guy? This is crazy." Right off the right off the top of his head, he's got a five step plan. Clearly, you live and breathe this stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is there's, there's a, an, an instant credibility. There's an instant uh, authority piece that comes along with it. And, it. and it's actually something that we have to be mindful of because I, I sometimes have to sell it, say to folks, hey, on this particular item, I'm just giving you my opinion. You know, you have to differentiate because because of the ability to to really relate on camera and deliver uh, messages and and share value People would just say, okay, well, whatever Alex says, I, I can take to the bank. And you almost have to differentiate sometimes like, hey, on this particular piece, this is not my area of, of expertise or, or, or my vocation, my discipline, my training. So I'm just giving you my perspective or opinion, but I definitely want to make sure you guys go and do your homework on that thing before making a decision. So it is, there's, a, there's a responsibility that comes along with being a live streamer, but um, especially for businesses and brands, I just feel like there is no, <laughs> you, you, first of all, if you have a live show and you're not engaging the comments, you're missing 90% of the benefit, all right? 90% of the benefit of having a live show is that your comment section is helping you to inform what we're going to mm-hmm. talk about today, right? So always, always advise clients like, you know, 
leave some space. You know, you got an hour live show, maybe not 10 questions, maybe four, right? <laughs> like um, your, your guest may get on a roll and start answering other stuff and sharing other things. And you want to make sure you have latitude in, in the schedule to get to everything because that's the value proposition. You told people in your description, in your title, this is what we're going to touch on. And you want to make sure you deliver on that value. Never want to close the show without actually delivering on what you said you were going to deliver on. That's mm -hmm. the consistency piece. But then you also want to make sure that the audience, those who are there live, are part of the show. Mm -hmm. Anybody that watches this after the fact will also be able to hear the voice of those who were there live. And uh, when so-and-so asked that question while they were live, they asked that. That was me. That question, what they asked, is exactly what I was thinking at the time. I'm so glad that they asked that question. And I'm, so, I'm even more glad that those who were on screen answered the question. And the way that you answer the question a lot of times can be the, the, the difference between somebody booking a consult session, uh, mm -hmm. right, or, or signing up for the inquiry card or whatever it is um, for your business and, 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 and not doing that. So making sure you, ad, you take advantage of that live interaction is, is critical for, for businesses, brands, thought leaders, coaches, consultants, anything you're trying to get out there, you want to establish yourself as a leader in your space. Live is one of those cheat codes that you cannot avoid. You cannot overlook. It is, it is a definitely something you want to have as part of your, your arsenal of tools to be able to get yourself out there. And with uh, with so few people actually doing it as well, it's 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 such a a huge opportunity to sort of set yourself apart from from all the you know majority of folks who, who aren't doing it at all. Mm. <laughs> I just want to take a moment to talk about Ecamm Live. This is the live production Mac software that we're using to live stream and record this podcast. In my opinion, it is the best live streaming and recording software on the market today. So, what exactly does it do? Well, essentially, it allows you to control the content that you're including in your video, be it a live stream or a recorded video. And you do this by building out different scenes that contain the content that you want to show. This content may be a feed from your camera or indeed multiple cameras, or you may be sharing a screen, which is what I do a lot of in my tutorial style videos that I make for my Take One Tech YouTube channel. You can share the screen from a second computer or maybe even a gaming console if you are a live streaming gamer. And just as we are doing in this podcast, you can also bring in guests using Ecamm Live's built-in interview mode where guests can join from a browser and you can then incorporate their video and audio into your production. Finally, you can add all kinds of additional graphical and animated overlay elements and even movies to really add a level of branded professionalism that would be hard to achieve in any other way. The real magic happens though when you hit that record or go live button because then you are able to seamlessly switch back and forth between all of the scenes that you've created and indeed this is how all of the videos have been created for my Take One Tech YouTube channel and the reason it's called Take One Tech by the way is because all of the videos are made in one take with no edits. I just hit record, make the video and as soon as I hit the end recording button the file is there and ready to be uploaded straight to YouTube. What I love about Ecamm is not just the ease of use that it has when compared to other live streaming software but also the greater flexibility it gives in terms of layouts and designs that you can create for your shows when compared to some of the hardware streaming solutions. And one thing that makes Ecamm great specifically for podcasts is the fact that it has the ability to record isolated audio tracks. So once we finish recording this podcast, I'll have a separate audio file for me, my guests, and any other audio tracks that have been a part of the recording. That makes the editing and repurposing of the content for the podcast so much more streamlined. 
It does have another little trick up its sleeve though, and that is its virtual camera feature. This allows you to take the video output from Ecamm Live straight into communication apps like Zoom, Microsoft Teams, Discord, and so on. This means that rather than just appearing in Zoom meetings with a regular camera feed, you can now show up with all of the amazing production values that Ecamm Live gives you and deliver that straight into your Zoom meeting. And trust me, when you rock up to a Zoom meeting with Ecamm, <laughs> the other participants will be truly amazed. So whether for live streaming, recorded video content, or to level up your Zoom game, I highly recommend you give Ecamm Live a go. You can get a free trial by going to takeonetech.io slash Ecamm. That's E C A M. Takeonetech.io slash Ecamm. And of course, you can find a link to that in the show notes as well. You will certainly not regret giving it a go. Now let's get back to the show. Now, when it comes to like working with people, then there's obviously they're bringing to, to the table all of their experience. You know, they know what they're talking about in their field with their business and and all of that kind of thing. But then there's this uh, this potential hump to get over with. They've got to actually be, you know, learn the the sort of ropes in terms of actually live streaming and the sort of technical side of it. And then there's the sort mm -hmm. of on on camera presence. How do you go about um, uh, in your experience, sort of coaching people with that aspect from it and getting them to be, you know. Be, come across as more sort of natural on screen. You know, how would you go through that process with somebody? One of the things I like to do uh, with clients, especially business clients who are, you know, regardless, you know, could be marriage, could be uh, finance, could be, you know, I don't know, health and wellness, beauty, uh, fitness, whatever they might be. I like to sit with them through their process, whatever their normal process is. Let's say in this case, I'm, I'm dealing with a fitness person, right? And I, I'll say, okay, let me, you know, I'm going to do your show. Let me sit through one of your sessions. What do you mean? I, I want to sit through one of your regular sessions, what you do every day. Oh, okay, sure. And when I do, I'm, I'm saying this generally because, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to walk people through a process. But generally speaking, I get a sense of where their sweet spot is. Mm -hmm. I get a sense for where when they get into their zone, they're comfortable. And once I know where your zone is, and this is what I say to folks who will tell me all the time, I'm not a public speaker, Kirk. I don't like, I don't like being on camera. I don't, I'm not a public speaker. I don't like speaking. And they're saying that they don't like speaking to me uh, while speaking, <laughs> right. you know? So I'm just, you know, I, I always, I always find that to be hilarious, but I often say to folks, it's like, you, you definitely, listen, everybody likes speaking, especially about what they like speaking about. All we've got to do is figure out how to get you into your zone. And um, a lot of times when I get into the session, whatever that session might be, and I, I see them at their best, I'm like, okay, yeah, you're perfect for live. Um, and what it might take sometimes is just having a host come on camera and ask them the questions mm -hmm. as they would in a session, as opposed to just having them dry on camera by themselves. Um, or sometimes it may, you know, there are many different ways to go about it, but the the idea is, it's, it's your cheat code. It's your up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, start. It's, it's your, you know, how do you, how do you leapfrog all of the other stuff and slide into your sweet spot, slide into your comfort zone where you can deliver your best version of yourself? Because these people that we're talking about, these businesses, brands, coaches, consultants, these are people who have clients. They're experiencing some level of success already. I'm simply saying, if you want more, mm -hmm. add live streaming. Now, now if you're if you're brand new, we can talk about different strategies there as well. But the the one of the main things that I try to do is I don't leave them on camera by themselves to begin with. I try to incorporate a host, somebody who is a lot more comfortable 
with being on camera. Sometimes it is me, but a lot of times it's not. But I, I try to have somebody who can speak their lingo and then just kind of talk with them, you know, pose the questions. I let the the client, you know, this is these are some of the questions I want to answer. Perfect. And you bring somebody on there that's going to really engage with them, allow them to have that natural conversation style and vibe. And once they get comfortable, you know, they, they go, man, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. when, when you, when you get people into their zone, you're almost, I'm like, I'm literally off camera. Like, Hey, we're, you know, we're, we're, we gotta move on. We, uh-huh. we gotta wrap this up because they get comfortable. They really do. And, and, and it gets to the point. I think there's, there's so much more to this space of, you know, stop selling, start streaming and let the clients come to you. There's more to it. Um, helping people, business owners, uh, entrepreneurs understand what it, what is the configuration? What do they need to do to get to that space mm-hmm. where they can be comfortable? And once you help them do that, they can generally find their way back there themselves. I've, I've multiple clients who started off just like this, with a with a host that was asking them questions and now they're solo like mm-hmm. just them on camera and they're answering questions and they love it so it's possible but there is a little bit of a process to go through and and um and and again with anything you want to identify right at the outset what are the what are the goal what's the goal of what we're doing here mm-hmm. uh, what do we want to achieve what is the audience that we want to build around uh, this particular brand and and who is that avatar what are some of the things that we're going to need to address for that person? So there's a level of intentionality, right? Systems, as we talked about earlier, that I think it definitely goes into it, but it is not hard. In my opinion, it's a lot easier than picking up the phone cold call uh, mm-hmm. to, to try and get somebody to be interested in your product. Having this, having this content out there not only gives you that discoverability factor, it also helps people to know what it is you do and that you're good at it. Um, and it, invariably what will happen for a lot of clients is somebody who knows them, who is already a client will come in the chat and be like, Oh, I'm so glad you're doing live mm-hmm. because I keep on telling my friends about you. You're so great at what you do. And I just, I, you know, now they get a chance to see what I experience every time I come to your office, you see? Mm-hmm. So what we're trying to do is really just take that session that they've already perfected, you know, take that, that time where they're answering off the cuff with the client one-on-one, we're trying to mimic that in the live streaming space, allowing them to really shine. I mean, there's a reason why their clients still come back. There's a reason why, you know, they're in business and they're experiencing the levels of success that they are experiencing. We want to simply capitalize on that and bring it on screen so that more people can understand what they're missing out on and pick up that phone and say, I want some of this magic to work on my behalf. Mm-hmm. You mentioned there about other people in the, the the chat. I mean, that's that's the other thing is you've then got a a, a community aspect to this as well, which um, is a huge thing where you end up with your clients become your your community as well, uh, and you've got yeah. a, you know advocates basically in the chat as well that will yeah. be you know singing your praises as well about you know the things that you're talking about on the on the live stream. So that's absolutely not to be uh, not to be overlooked as well <laughs> yeah yeah it's a huge part of your brand your audience is huge huge part of your brand it's it's your it's the the voice that is second only to your own is your audience's voice and you want to make sure you your audience voice has a place that's prominent that can be heard that you know can be experienced um 
yeah, there's some, you know, the workers, as I call them, this, my, my crew, they are something else. They're, they're a hilarious bunch and, mm-hmm. um, I love them. And, and there's so many times where even in the comments on YouTube, someone will say, Hey, Kirk, I didn't like this da, 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 and they will go after them. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, there's just something to be said for, and it doesn't mean I'm perfect. You know, there are times where I get things wrong mm-hmm. and <clears throat> I try to share that as much as I possibly can, um, you know, from that vulnerable, real, mm-hmm. authentic perspective, but um, there, you know, there's also that fear and trepidation, like, oh, if I go live, you know, I'm kind of putting myself out there for everybody to judge me. Well, uh, I mean, th- listen, I, I don't want to sugarcoat it. You're live. Anybody can watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the other, on the flip side of that is nobody can watch. Right? <laughs> the only way yep. that anybody can see you at all is if you put something out there. And when you put something out there, unless you do it right, what are the chances that everybody, that millions of people are going to watch, right? So th- th- we have to temper that thing. We have to balance that thing. It's like, oh man, if I put it on YouTube, that's public. The whole world can see. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I actually want the whole world to see, and I haven't figured out a way, way to get them to come watch yet. <laughs> so, so you know what I mean? It's like, so let's temper yeah. our expectations here. Um, you, you, you're not a celebrity or, you know, anything like that. So there, you don't have a, a draw that's innate. You've got to get, let the algorithm mm-hmm. work for you. You got to, you know, do all of the things that make the algorithm jump on your side. And, and then you, you know, be consistent. Um, keep putting out more content. Keep putting out more, as I call them, soldiers, because they're like a wind-up soldier that never turns off. You put out a piece of content today, it will always be there. Always providing that, that value. Always pointing people to the call to action that you shared in that video. Always creating more people in your funnel. And again, every business brand thought leader, you understand the funnel. You understand it's it's a numbers game. The more people I can put in the top of that funnel, the more sales I can convert. Your live show is your digital storefront. And why do I call it that? Because, you know, Main Street USA used to have this main street with all these shops on either side. And you have these storefronts and uh, people who were lucky enough, fortunate enough to have those actual shops on Main Street they actually sold space in the window, right? In the storefront window for other businesses to advertise their wares, to advertise their stuff. Mm-hmm. Why did they do that on Main Street? Because Main Street is where they got the most traffic. Main Street is where they had a lot of foot traffic, a lot of people coming back and forth, people coming from their rural areas into the city, into the Main Street to get their supplies and head back home. Sometimes they spend the entire day there and they would window shop and they would go around your, your best chance of being discovered was to put your things on Main Street. Well, Main Street has changed. Main Street is now the World Wide Web. Main Street is your, your Facebook. Main Street is your YouTube. And now your digital storefront can do exactly the same thing as it did for us back then, today, if you have one. A lot of people have decided we're going to keep our storefront closed. So they don't have a live show and they don't allow people to experience that, to that greatness. I mean, well, listen, at the end of the day, you, you either have that space for yourself or you leave it open for somebody else to, to corner the market there. And I, I, a, lot of, a lot of clients just recognize like, even if this is not one of our major forms of referral, we still want to own that space just for people to know that we exist and that we have expertise and, and value to add in this particular subject area, discipline, vocation. Um, it is worthwhile 
just to be able to have that space for that reason. But I am a proponent that it will be a major source of referrals for you if you do it right. Mm-hmm. And would you talk about uh, different platforms earlier. So what, how, how would you look at the, the various different platforms that there are for people to go live on? So, you know, do, when yeah. you're working with clients, how, how would you sort of think about that in terms of, you know, the YouTubes, the Amazons and, and so on? What, what, what's your sort yeah, of approach I mean, it, it, the, the approach is, is similar to a content creator. It's, it's about your target audience, who that avatar is, right? So, you know, and a lot of, a lot of companies already know, you know, who, what their core demographic is. Yes, most people, you know, have sales of across a broad spectrum, but there is a a a, a gathering, right, a median where where they're experiencing a lot of success. Wherever that audience is, let's say you're, you know, you're popular among, you know, uh, millennials or Gen X, which is my generation. Well, you probably need to be on Facebook because that's where my audience, that's where my crew hangs out. If you're if you're a business brand and you really want to push business concepts and, and, and that kind of thing, well, then you need to be over on LinkedIn because that's where that audience hangs out. Your audience really determines those things. But here's what I always like to say to folks. YouTube is the given, y'all. <laughs> don't, don't. YouTube is not one of those, oh, well, I'm not certain if my audience is there on YouTube. That is the given. All the other platforms, we we need to decide whether or not your audience is there in large numbers. So if you're looking for that very, very young crowd, you probably need to be over on Instagram, TikTok, because that's where they are. They're not really on uh, LinkedIn as much. Um, they're not really on Facebook as much. But here's the clincher. Everybody's on YouTube. It doesn't matter the generation, demographic, doesn't matter your background. Everybody's on YouTube. And because YouTube directly plays into your search engine optimization. You just want to have that space on YouTube. Even if you're not growing there, even if you're not getting a lot of views there, you want to have it there so that the links can go back and forth so that you you rank in search. Um, YouTube is just like your, your video repository. You can grow there. I'm not saying that you cannot experience success there as well, but YouTube is the given. All the other platforms, in my opinion, is where you would need to like, okay, well, what is my audience? Mm-hmm. You know, what is my audience? I'm, I'm, I'm looking to speak to women between the ages of 35 to 60. Okay. Maybe you need to be on Pinterest. I, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing something out there. I don't know that that's the platform that they're on, but I'm simply saying once you un- identify who your core avatar is, then that will inform which one of these platforms or destinations you want to make sure your, your live content is pushed on as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such a, a big thing that YouTube is obviously it's a video platform. People are there to watch yeah. videos, whereas not everyone on LinkedIn is there to to watch a video. They might be there to just no. read and so on. But um, one of the things about LinkedIn, so that's something that I'm streaming this uh, to right now. Um, and it's to be Absolutely. honest with you, LinkedIn is a platform that I I neglected from a business point of view as well for several years as well. Uh, but mm-hmm. live video is becoming more prominent on on LinkedIn as well now more so than yeah, it was it is, you know, yeah. just a few years ago uh, and it's been really interesting to see that and uh, how, what's been your experience of, of LinkedIn video have you got any sort of uh, uh, observations yeah. that you've made about things that are changing there I think uh, what what we what we know to be true across uh, social media is that live video cannot be ignored Right. That's what we know to be true. That's not a, a me. That's not a me. The Alec and Kirk thing. That's not a LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter thing. That is a worldwide thing. Live video cannot be ignored. And I think while you are saying that LinkedIn has been an area where, you know, you, you have neglected. But I'll be honest, 
I think LinkedIn also neglected live video. Mm-hmm. So I think LinkedIn is at a space where they've realized, okay, live video is a major thing. People spend, you know, four X times on live video than any other kind of video. And so now we want to get into the playground. Um, but they've got a long way to go to get things to work smoothly. Um, comments and that whole thing is not as smooth as it needs to be. Um, uh, the, the whole experience, um, even just some of the technical settings in the background, they've got some work to do to fine tune that thing. I, I, if you had talked to me two years ago, I was saying something very similar about Facebook. They needed to really work on their video stuff. They have at least done 1080 and some other things. They've they've tried. But another major problem with Facebook where video is concerned, live or whatever, you can't find the video a week later. You mm-hmm. cannot find it. You can't find it. And so there's these are some of the challenges. Uh, very similar on LinkedIn. You Is the content evergreen? We don't know. And so because this is still very new for them, the, the, the playbook keeps on changing even for us. So what I would say on LinkedIn is it is a necessary platform for anybody that wants to be, you know, credible in business, but where live video is concerned on LinkedIn, it's still a growing thing. It's a growing activity on the platform. And I would really love to see them, um, you know, have some dedicated um, plans and growth steps towards getting that thing out there. But uh, again, um, you, we, it is for us to do the work of tagging it and, and, and sharing it and doing the things um, we never can tell if, if mm-hmm. something will hit. I do have a client who is, who has, you know, their primary show is on LinkedIn and it does well. It does well. I have no idea why it does well. I wish I could duplicate it. I've, I've been studying and looking like, okay, what is he doing here? Mm-hmm. And maybe it's, it's just because of his popularity on the platform. Sure. I can't, I don't know. But again, I'm, 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 I'm more than willing to say LinkedIn is one of those that I haven't figured out either. Um, it is a necessary spot but I haven't really figured out exactly what that, what that process is. Some of the other platforms are a lot more defined. Right, right. Um, yeah. One of the other ones that is, I mean, LinkedIn, it feels, I feel a little bit like a, a, almost an early adopter with it because there aren't so many people doing stuff on there. One of the other ones mm. that is in relative infancy as well would be uh, Amazon. And, you know, I mentioned yeah. in the intro, that's something that I've taken a great inspiration from you with what you're doing on there. And this whole yeah. idea of, um, I mean, we got Chris Stone in the comments as well and had him on, uh, just spoke to him last week about this and another inspiration nice, for me. Nice. But it's this idea of, um, you know, not, not having to think about selling <laughs> and your whole thing is stop selling, start streaming. Mm-hmm. This, this different idea of, of things you can do on Amazon. So perhaps you can talk to that and your, your sort of approach to Amazon and, and you know, how, how you recommend yeah, this- other people approach this. You know, it's, it's funny you mentioned Chris Stone because I had him on as well recently. And um, Chris, Chris and I, I, w- I want to say in, in our natural organic conversation, we came up with this phrase, instead of live selling, try live solving. Mm-hmm. And what, 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 you're, what essentially that means is you're just telling people, this is how I solve this problem. Like this particular device, this whatever thing I'm, 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 you know, that I'm, I'm highlighting on the platform this is how I solve this problem. And um, you can share those things on there. But what I've also found on Amazon is that people are not just on Amazon looking for their next piece of gear or looking for their next item to buy, even though, yes, it is an e-commerce platform. People are just browsing through those Amazon videos for entertainment just as they would any other platform. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I've found to be very successful on Amazon is just teaching folks how to do what I do. 
So I will start my show with a full, you know, session, coaching session. And I've got my slides up and I've got my five points and I, I just hammer away at that. And then I'll, I'll cut off the YouTube side and I'll just go into my, my live selling section where I've live solving section where I, where I've got my uh, carousel already filled. Um, a couple other things about Amazon that I would say that is worth of worth noting. One of the biggest live streaming platforms is Twitch. And that is an Amazon platform. Um, and we, we, we just cannot, you know, overestimate that. We can't underestimate what they've learned from that to bring to Amazon Live as a platform. Um, secondly, Amazon uh, Web Services, right? AWS is something that we all know is like the backbone of like almost every video platform. Like StreamYard servers on AWS, right? That's what enabled them to scale as big as they did at the time. So we're talking about a, a company who, while yes, we know them to be the, 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 the live shop, the, not live, the, the, the e-commerce platform of the 21st century, right? Amazon is it, no doubt about it. Go to Amazon for your underwear and for your new TV and everything in between, literally A to Z. But they have had a foothold in this production um, video platform space for a very long time. Them opening up their platform to have what I call a crowdsourced home shopping network is a phenomenal idea. And they were able to bring to bear so much of the things that they've learned from their previous experiences as a, a, a video supporter, as a video enabler, right, as with AWS. And then, of course, um, with Twitch as well. I mean, there's so much that they learned from that platform as well. So um, I, those are some of the things I want to share there, but I, I would also just add I mean, in terms of live selling and live, you know, stop selling, start streaming. It is one of those platforms because it's new. You have this high discoverability factor mm-hmm. because it's new, right? A, a lot of platforms that are established, you know, TikTok is another platform that I always tell folks there's high discoverability, but you as the brand, as the, uh, as the talent, as the, as the, as the small businesses, whatever, You've got to have your systems in place so that when you experience that discoverability, that people have places to go. Um, nothing worse. I mean, I got a, a good friend of mine who had a video that completely unintentionally just went gangbusters on on TikTok. <laughs> it just it just, pff, just went went bananas, and he just had nothing in place. Mm-hmm. He could not take advantage mm-hmm. of the moment couldn't take advantage of what was happening, couldn't take it, you know, didn't, didn't have a call to action in the video, had no links, had no, so millions of views has actually netted him no new subscribers, no new people joining his mailing list. No, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Nobody at the top of the funnel, meaning there's, there's not people to sell to, mm-hmm. right? So you, you, cannot re- you cannot create a steady stream of referral-based opportunities if you don't have those pieces in place, those systems. That's what we started talking about at the beginning of the show, but those systems are super, super critical. And so um, the large discoverability factor is a major piece to consider when when thinking about, okay, what platforms do I want to choose? Amazon is one of those that's very new. And so because you have the ability to be discovered, that may be one that you want to look into to include in your, in your overall, you know, operations uh, or strategy, I should say, in terms of live 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah, the, the thing there about um, having the, the systems in place, that was one of the first things I did when I was sort of planning out my <laughs> starting on YouTube was I spent mm-hmm. you know a good month just trying to get all of those different things in line from the outset so that it was even just from you know the first live stream which was to nobody nobody watched it it was uh, you know that that first thing getting those things in place from the beginning is uh, mm-hmm. it's certainly a thing and I, when people talk about you know starting live stream and people say oh just just start just you know start with your phone or something i'm actually not of that opinion i always think you know <laughs> take at least a little bit of time to do some planning but just set a deadline for when you're going to go live and <laughs> yeah know, give yourself now, that time I, I, to sort of get set, set up at least I'm agreement with you. I, I, I know that, um, you know, people come at this, come at the whole, you know, content creator thing from different angles. For me, I stumbled in, I, I, I had been doing YouTube for some time. I have, uh, I, I was vlogging my, my fitness journey on YouTube for years. This is back in 2013, 2014, somewhere there. And, um, not really a lot of subscribers, but if you, they're, they're still on my channel, if you go back mm-hmm. far enough, you'll see those videos are there. Uh, 40 pounds heavier. So <laughs> you'll, you'll see those videos are there. And, um, um, you know, I, there are some early videos when I started to really teach people on how to do stuff with live streaming that really did very well. And mm-hmm. I will tell you that I wish I had systems in place as those, those same videos still do very well right. to this day. And mm-hmm. because they do very well and I don't have, you know, I've, I've updated the description now, but I wish I had something in the video. Like, Got you. Yeah, me you know, too. S- something that I said in the video that could help people to get into the funnel and, and you know, experience all the things that I have to offer. So, mm-hmm. you know, one, it, it, there's something to be said for pe- preparing for success, as they say, right? Uh-huh. For preparing for it, expecting, you know, great things to happen, even though, yes, you, you, sh- you shouldn't set that bar of expectation too high for your first live show. But um, you do want to have some of those systems in place. Because uh-huh. it is critically important. Because when it when it does, ha- you can't tell when it's going to happen. You don't know what it's what's what's going to be the factor. What's going to be the thing that mm-hmm. will have you jump from you know two people watching to fifty, or have a, a video or a previous live show go you know you know in your own version viral. If I get two thousand views on a video, that's that's viral for Kirk. Mm-hmm. So, you know, viral is relative. I, I want to you know make sure that that's out there. I, I can't serve two thousand people. It's what, you know, I always want to make sure that people get a, like 150, 200, 300 people watching one of my videos. That's mm-hmm. a lot of people. And, yeah. um, if every, if even half of that amount of people, even even 20% of those people come to me looking for services, I don't know if I can serve all. Mm-hmm. I always want to keep that in mind because people are like, well, this did, I didn't get a million views. Can you serve a million <laughs> people in your business right now? Yeah. I don't know that that's true. So we, we you know, just economies of scale, setting that expectations and, and, and keeping in mind, like, you know, okay, yeah, I could take an, I could take on a, maybe another 10 clients right now. And if live streaming can give me those 10, it's worth my time. Mm-hmm. You, you see, you see it's, it's, like, it's a really great, it's worth my time. That is. Yeah. 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 It's worth my time. It's worth my efforts, worth my energy. And, and if it does even more than that, it's it's even better like it's like because now i have a great problem i may need to hire on some more people i need to expand my team but if live streaming can help yeah you know and and you get to say they set that you know i hate to put it that way but yeah you get to say no to some of the the clients i, I can't take on anymore mm-hmm. uh i one of my business coaches says to me he says 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 this uh thing he's like my price for the first client and my price for the 10th client are not the same price 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I need that first client. Mm-hmm. I don't need that 10th client. I don't yeah. need that 10th client. And so that 10th client, they're going to pay more. Mm-hmm. That's a free one for, for those that are out there. <laughs> that's, uh, that's such a, a good little uh, nugget of wisdom there to, uh, to, uh, to wrap up the sort of the overall sort of background side of things. I do always, always like to leave a bit of time to go and have a look at your streaming setup because obviously if people want to find out how to do all of this stuff and get a plan in place, then they need to speak to somebody like you. Um, but it'd be great as well. Whilst you don't need all the gear to start with, it would be great mm-hmm. to see like how your setup is at the moment and uh, what, what have you got in your studio and what's your current setup? Well, one of the things I want to say right, off, right before I you know, show the background shot is when you... When you're setting up your space, you do want to have something that's personal to you. I always do that when I'm, when I'm, when I'm, you know, walking somebody through a, a studio build out. I'm like, you know, I'm not a big fan of virtual, ba- you know, backgrounds and green screens and stuff like that. But if that's you, then that's cool. But even while you do that, make sure that the picture you put behind you is something personal to you. Uh, make sure that your your green screen is green screen is lit well, so that the key from your your virtual background is done well as well. So your fingers don't fade away when you do stuff, uh, especially if you're an animated speaker like me. So I wanted to say that first, what you see behind me right now, the, the pictures on the wall, um, the, the the items on the bookcase on either side of me, these are all things that have personal meaning to me. I've, I've come in on a live show as a guest and somebody says, hey, what's that thing behind you? Oh, you mean this thing right here? That's that's my little Android minifigure, right? And and they're like, oh, you're an Android guy, and that 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 sparks all kinds of conversations. So, having personal items um, in your studio that mean something to you can be uh, not only a, a a personal touch, but it's also part of your brand. So, I wanted to share that first. Um, but I I do love uh, sharing my 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 behind the scenes shot, right? So this is the behind the scenes shot. I know that it's kind of crooked. And you, you, you know, the, the lighting is definitely different. You can see my headphones behind me here, but I, I have a Rodecaster Pro here um, and it's on an arm that both the monitor and the Rodecaster Pro are on an arm. Uh, this is a 27 inch LG monitor uh, that is on this, this Huanuo mount monitor stand. So it, it's, a, it's a C-clamp that sits on the desk. And this is this this stand is really for a laptop, uh, but I have it set up with the Rodecaster Pro and just turn it forward. So that I have all these things in front of me, which is also really cool for just being able to uh, do different uh, sound sound effects <laughs> while while live. This is my screen that I have, where you know I have all my production stuff software on it, and then next to it, if I move out of the way, you can see my teleprompter, right? Glidegear TMP100 with the Lilliput A11 10-inch uh, 4K monitor. Um, uh, Sony a6400 camera with a Sigma 16 millimeter lens. And that's what I look into. And so I have Alec on this screen right here in front of me and I can maintain eye contact. And that's one of the reasons why I have it like that. Um, in front of me, I also have the stream deck, right? So I have the stream deck here, Mac mini, uh, my, my reference monitors in terms of speakers. That's how I set my sound, the boom arm for the mic, uh, this is a Rode PSA one. I've, I'm using the MV7X, Shure MV7X microphone. Then I've got the Godox SL60W uh, light, my video light uh, with the Neewer Octagon softbox and the Egg Crate diffuser. And uh, so that kind of just walks you through some of this setup right here. And I think, you know, one of the things that I always say to folks is that it is a journey. It, it is a journey. It is not, um, 
you know, it's, it's definitely not a one size fits all kind of kind of a thing. I, I I never recommend that people go out and try to, you know, get all of these things while you know when they're just starting. I I I I believe that you know there you have your standards and your levels of where you want things to be, um, but you can you can you can put your wish list together and your start list together. Those can be two totally different lists. This is the list that I need to start. And this is the list that I would love to get to with time. And you can grow into that list. So um, even as you see all of this stuff here, they all have a reason and a purpose. And I'm excited to be able to, to share some of it with you. And what would you say out of everything is your favorite bit of tech? Because I think everyone has their own little uh, thing that is <laughs> their one little favorite out of everything. The the Stream Deck has been, you know, it's just, it's such a game changer for me. Um, um, not just from a, a, a self-producer, right? Because I, I produce my own show myself. Um, having the ability to just kind of switch scenes and do different things and all the functionality that the Stream Deck allows me to do, it it has been a game changer for me. So it's it's definitely my favorite piece of gear. But even for a remote producer, like as, as I remote, as I produce other people's shows, having the Stream Deck is also so clutch. It's like having another, <laughs> instead of having to move the mouse around, mm-hmm. you just hit a button and that action happens. It is so clutch. So I just feel like, man, the Stream Deck has just been uh, really, really one of my favorite pieces of gear in the studio. Absolutely. That that was, to be honest, one of the the sort of side benefits of me getting into, you know, doing all this, the content creation side of stuff, because I had never heard of Stream Deck before. Uh, and then mm. I got a Stream Deck to use for live streaming and for recording videos. Uh, and then I realized that this is possibly the ultimate productivity tool just for general use on the Mac, like it, to be able to yes. fly around things on the Mac. It's it's. I use it more for non-streaming and video stuff now than than I actually do for the video stuff. Yeah, you know, if and that is that is so well said because a lot of people see the stream deck and they think, oh, it's for streamers. Mm-hmm. Yes and no, right? There's so much functionality uh, that you can use it for. I mean, if you use any kind of an LE editor, right, a Final Cut, Premiere, whatever, there are stream deck integrations for those. Um, but if you're on a Mac, period, point blank. Mm-hmm. This thing can really be a game changer. So, um, yeah, this is absolutely one of those that I'm like, yeah, guys, you want it? You want to make sure you you do this? Yeah, streamer or no streamer, you need a stream deck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty awesome. Uh, and the other one is, I mean, for me, it's like the the Rodecaster recently is, has been something that because uh, I never had a Rodecaster Pro one, but then I've got the two and I've made you know loads of videos about that and I've been really enthusiastic about it. But if I lost it tomorrow, then you know. I could still get by. I've got my MV7. I can plug it straight into the computer. Do not dare take my Stream Deck away from me, though. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> I could not live without it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, that is, I could, I, I totally, like, wholeheartedly agree with you on that. I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. You don't take the Stream Deck away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other question that I always like to ask is about any book recommend, uh, rec- recommendations that you've got. And you mentioned uh, Called to Create, and I'm just interested to yeah. hear like, what you got out of that and uh, how that sort of influenced you know, what you're doing. And maybe tell us wow, a bit about the book so as well. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, literally, I can reach down and grab it. It's literally right next to me here now. But um, Jordan Rayner, the, the book Called to Create by Jordan Rayner is a book that... Um, when I was thinking about taking the plunge, you know, as they call it, right, leaving uh, formal employment and going on my own, I I was kind of on the fence. And I, I feel like I had kind of been on the fence for some time. 
And wouldn't you know it, somebody invited me on, on, a, on their live show, right? Uh, you know, live, as they say. And they wanted a bunch of, you know, folks to come on the live show. And I came on there to chat about a couple of different things that I was doing at my church and some other stuff at the time. And um, the guy who's hosting the live show says, hey, we're going to discuss the beginning section of this book. And so he actually had it. He had the PDF and he sent us the PDF. Um, and I remember reading that thing in preparation for this live show. And I said, oh, my goodness, Jordan Rayner, I got to get this book. So I ordered the book immediately. And it has just been such an impactful read for my life. The, the Christian's Calling to, to Create, Called to Create is the name of the book. And, and, and Jordan Rayner kind of goes through the, the whole concept and idea that God is an entrepreneur. Right. Because uh, the, the creative part is it's not talking about content creators. He's talking about entrepreneurs. He's talking about mm -hmm. business. He's talking about, um, you know, creating something for the good of others that is appealing, that is functional, but it is it's not actually going to benefit you. It's going to benefit everyone else. And that is like the definition of what God did as he stepped out onto nothing and created the heavens and the earth. And so but it's just it, as a believer, it was just such a impactful read for me um, and it really helped to kind of put a lot of puzzle pieces in place for me to make the decision to ultimately go on my own and and pursue um, some entrepreneurial goals. And then, of course, you know, content creation as well. So it, it, it was pivotal for me. And I, I, I often recommend it is one of the top books on my my read list. Um, uh, there's, there's, there, yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's others, but I, I, I really would love to focus in on that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. The, the, you know, the whole idea as well, it does really translate nicely over into content creation is this whole thing. Of actually, you're putting stuff out there for the benefit of others. Uh, and that comes around to the whole sort of, you know, a bit like the, the give first economy uh, by Kirby Hasselman, which was one that James Hicks mentioned when I had him on as well. And it's this whole oh, thing nice. of just, um, yeah, creating for the benefit of others and then, you know, Mm. What what goes around comes around ultimately comes around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so good. It's it's just so good. I, it's it's something that he has stamped in us mm -hmm. the ability and the the innate calling, the innate uh, desire to create. Mm -hmm. So it's just amazing. It's just amazing, man. Listen, I I have a uh, I, I was trying to figure out if I could do it, but I think I figured out how to to pull up a, a old. Uh, picture of my studio oh, cool. if you want to if you want to see that uh yeah, i think sure, it would sure. be pretty cool to to, to kind of show that let me see if, if i can uh let me see what we got here old studio it's always good looking at the uh the sort of before and after the evolution uh <laughs> you were talking about green screen earlier i mean i started uh streaming from the the back corner of our basement with a, a green screen so that i didn't have to bother oh, making wow. it into a full studio space so all of the first sort of six months of my youtube videos were all just you know, green screen uh, background until I uh, eventually <laughs> moved out and set up this actual dedicated space. But <laughs> well, this is this is it right here, right? So this is it right here. Um, this did I did it change? Okay, good. Oh yeah, 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 yeah cool. This is this is a, a picture of what it used to look like. Uh, this is this is the exact same room that I'm in right now. Um, I'm literally just sitting on a table in the middle of the room. I've got two lamps that I stole from my daughter's room. <laughs> sitting on either side of the laptop. The laptop is just sitting in the middle of the desk. And this this was this was a live show. I took this picture while live. That's great. So this, this is this is something I wanted people to see. Um, here is uh, another example. This was uh, me right next to the kitchen, uh, right next to the refrigerator in the kitchen downstairs in our home. Uh -huh. And you can 
the microphone and the camera and stuff there. You know, it's it's gotten a little bit, bit more, too, more yeah, yeah. technical, but um, uh-huh. it's still a very modest. Um, I didn't have a dedicated space, so that that was very fun. Um, here is a you know a, another version of the studio where I actually have I, I cleared out the storage closet from right. my from my storage unit and then and, and set up the computers and stuff in there and and so this is where I was streaming from for a time and I just I just love showing these because yep. I, I want people to see the progression it didn't start where you see me now and mm-hmm. and it wasn't like you know I just decided one day to just buy a bunch of things I have constantly been kind of repurposing and repurposing and repurposing and over time, you realize like, oh, let me put some lights in there. And I painted it studio gray and, you know, yes, get a yeah. lamp behind me. And, you know, things are changing along the way. And you mm-hmm. can kind of, you can see it and you can, you can be like, oh, okay, well, man, all right. And and I, I actually missed that space. I actually, I missed that space. That that was, that was a fun space to be in. So, and, and I used to produce a lot of shows from there. This is, this is me producing two shows at the same time. Don't do this at home, y'all. But uh, but <laughs> that, sounds, this, this, that sounds tricky. It is very tricky. It is, I had uh-huh. two different stations and I had two client projects that were live at the exact same time. It was crazy, <laughs> but um, a lot of fun. And I did it in that space. I did it right there in that space. It's, and and you know to see it go from where it was to where I am currently has just been amazing. It has been amazing. So I, I hope that that you know really helps somebody out there who's kind of like, oh, I don't know if I can, you know, I don't know if I can do this, but I, I hope that that helps somebody out there with, um, uh, with, with, with seeing what's possible in these spaces. That's, uh, that seems like a really good place to wrap it up on. And this whole thing of, yeah, you don't need to just dive in and <laughs> go out and buy everything all at once, but yeah, right. sort of building it up and knowing that it is a, a sort of, uh, an evolution. Um, is there any sort of last final uh, words of wisdom, though, for apart from obviously to come and uh, connect with you for anyone who wants to uh, level up their business skills through live streaming, but any other sort of final little points that you'd like to leave people with? That, that, I think what you said there, I, I would love, I would love, love, love an opportunity to talk with any of you. Um, definitely grab 15 minutes off of my calendar. I know Alex going to you know put the link there for you guys to grab it. Um, 15 minutes, you can grab that. We can chat it up, hear what you, what your, your, vision is and what are some of the things you want to accomplish and and see if we're a good fit. But one of the things I do want to share with the business uh, folks that are out there, you, 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 you just don't know what all you're missing from a live, from a, 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 a advertising perspective with live video until you get a chance to really do one for yourself. Um, literally there is an audience waiting to hear you say your thing, the way you say your thing. And it, that will never happen until you actually take that step to share content in a live way. Um, yeah, your live stream is your digital storefront. And uh, there's really truly no greater way for people to experience. They don't, they don't need the taste test when they come to your live show. They're ready to work with you. Like this is a live lead. Anybody in sales knows like that's, that's the hardest lead to get. You know, the cold lead is is usually the standard lead. But when you can get folks who have already experienced what they need to experience to make a decision, that those are the people that you really, you know, those are the types of leads that you're looking for. And that's the kind of lead that you get from live video. That's uh such a wonderful bit of wisdom to leave folks on and as you say i've left links to uh, everything everywhere that you can connect with uh, kirk in the show notes and in the description as well so be sure to go and uh, check that out 
And uh, just thanks so much for coming on and uh, sh sharing your, your knowledge and expertise with everyone, Kirk. It's been really lovely speaking to you. Thank you, man. Appreciate you setting up this space and for the opportunity. So uh, thanks for, uh, for tuning in. And uh, next week, I'm going to have another great guest, obviously, talking about uh, more great live streaming content and uh, live streaming topics. Uh, thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to connect with me as well, you can obviously head over to uh, the description and find the, all the ways there or head over to my uh, website, takeonetech.io, uh, to find all of the things down there as well. So I'll see you next time with uh, another great guest, another great conversation. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll uh, catch you next time.